Hi guys, welcome to episode nine of Three Count Life. I'm Maria, and joining me, obviously, are my co-hosts Kyle and Chris. How you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you? Fabulous. Chris, how you doing? So so, <laughs> holding on. Barely holding made on. it. Yeah. Yep. Kind of doped up a little bit. But. Okay, we don't want to promote that but you do you have your re- medical reasons for I that my medical reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah. two so, interactions are not fun that's for that way no but you sucked it up and you watched aw mm-hmm. tonight which mm-hmm. is great because my memory sucks so but it opened with eddie kingston making his debut and his promo was fantastic. I mean, kind of blew me away. The things he said were really? great. Yeah. Do you not He's agree? Always, no, I agree. He's always had that that type of uh, persona. I, I, I saw him. He was with Santana and Ortiz in Impact um, before before they joined AEW. And um, he, he was always had pretty fire promos. Yeah, and he his promo was him answering the TNT title challenge, um, and Cody won, which we kind of knew, but um, I think the promo stood out the most to me. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't. I mean, the wrestling the wrestling was pretty good tonight. Yeah, but that opened the show, and I was just like, wow, that was great. Um. And then not too much time on that because up next was the one and only MJF, <laughs> who is still undefeated. Yeah. For tag match first. Tag matches don't count. He is not a tag team wrestler. I'm going to stand by that. He didn't get pinned. It's not his fault. You could fight me if you want. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. That's right. So... MJF still undefeated, um, but what he didn't. going to beat MJF? I'm not there yet. You're not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet because you can't visually see anybody I, beating him before he wins the AEW championship. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, proper heel. Him winning undefeated. Who's going to beat him after that? Um. I'm not I'm not even there yet. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I mean you've been watching NXT, but I know you know about AEW. Do you think anyone's gonna beat MJF in no, singles? No, right? I, I don't see it happening soon anyway. I mean I really, I really don't see it happening soon. I mean, yeah, no, because he needs to stick with what he has going right now, which is being undefeated. Um, right. Unless by some weird, what if, in some weird way, Wardlow turns on him, right? And then, yeah, like... I think that's the most logical thing. Yeah. If it, happen, if it happens sooner rather than later, as it sits today. And he's the one that beats him. But, yep. Yep. but you know, 
in a fan's perspective, I wouldn't want to see that. No, I don't. I don't think that'll happen. AEW smarter than that. (laughs) They are. Um, Darby. I think. I think. I think it would be poetic justice to you know he's taken away a bunch of things from Cody Rhodes. I think to have that blemish on his record be done from Cody Rhodes would be, you know, it, it would be a nice punch back considering all that he's done to Cody thus far, taking away his ability to have championships, you know, um, just the, the lashings, the, the all the bullshit that he went through for months to get the match. I think if they somehow twist the narrative to have another match of some sort for something and then have him, you know, have him lose to Cody and have Cody have his only uh, loss be against Cody, then I think that could be like some kind of poetic justice there. I'm not sure, though. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him beating him down the line, but I don't want to see Cody be the one to take away his undefeated streak. Yeah, that would make him. That would make him seem too weak. I think it would. It would be. It would just be pointless to the all the storylines that happened in the past. Yeah. Whatever they're gonna do, it will be good. They will. They won't. I don't think they'll fumble this one. No. They better do something with that. Well, like I said, as it sits today, like if it were to happen soon, it would be Wardlow, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like you said. But I don't see it happening anytime soon, so it's still up in the air. I agree. I mean, for all I know, it could be Darby Allen because he's like my second favorite. Um, I'm wearing his shirt tonight. That would be crazy. <laughs> In a really that would be awesome way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything? I mean, Darby Allen being back is obviously a big deal to me. Um, I think that. I think that the. The Falls Count Anywhere match with the Young Bucks and the Butcher and the Blade was good. I enjoyed that match. I don't know, Chris. I mean, Kyle didn't watch, so you're gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a good TV show, good good TV um good TV match. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it really it was filler. I don't know. I, I, I'm out of it right now, so I, I can't tell you if it was great. I can't I can't go into detail of these matches. I wish I could, but I was in and out, so I can't, I can't give you the specifics like I usually do. <laughs> okay, I did check in with my friend just to make sure I'm on the same page because I'm still doing a lot during the uh, show. Um, that was a good match. I like that match. I like the full. I don't like when everything's just I'm. I like when it's all over the place and they were in the kitchen and outside by the truck. It was great. Um, they washed their hands before they started the match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on with Lance Archer. Oh, dude, that was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he threw that motherfucker into the ceiling. <laughs> I pop. I pop. But, uh, uh where's he going? Oh, like, going. where's his storyline going? They, 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 he's being, he's not being utilized correctly yet. No, uh, but I, yeah. I want to see him and Brian Cage go at it. So I'm gonna leave that there. Yeah. 
I mean, I do too, but I don't think that's the direction they're going yet. I think they're just kind of letting letting Archer kind of just sit by the wayside and get more, more and more pissed off each week until yeah. something happens. Um, I, I do like the Tornado Tag Match they're going to have uh, next week, though. That's going to be fun. Oh, there's not enough of those, period, in wrestling, yeah. Tornado Tag Matches. Yeah. Those are, those are so much more fun than a regular tag match. Agreed. But to actually and, have Darby Allen in a match with Moxley is just, you know, that's that's what I want to see. So Yeah, that's going to be badass. I agree. Um, the only thing so, that bugged me tonight, and uh, before we go on, I have other things to say. The only thing that bothered me tonight was there was only one women's match. Yeah, and it wasn't great. Same on NXT. Was it the same on NXT? Yep. Whoa. And then Shotzi took on Aaliyah. And then the the winner of this match, both both these women debuted, and the winner of this match gets a title shot next week. Like (laughs) you just debuted. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Uh, I don't want to speculate or say anything. Maybe some of the women just weren't able to be on tonight or there. I know there's there's reasons for it. It's just it's just you know you have the the butcher and the blade. Um, you have the tag you have the tag team division, and you know the number one contenders are actually vying for the titles. Um, and then you have two women who've never been on the show before debut and then one of them gets a chance for the title so you're telling me this that's the only direction you could have taken i mean i know there's they're limited on women right now yeah, but, but that, that's the only direction that's but okay but then kyle's saying that that's pretty much the same thing happened on nxt so that's odd um for both shows to have one woman's match um i, I but, think it just real quick like NXT, for example, tonight the episode seemed like a um, kind of like refocusing, setting up future storylines and stuff. Almost like not really a reset. So it wasn't really anything to reset, but um, it definitely seemed like they were getting things that they've been teasing at for weeks finally in motion. Um, okay. And in the past several weeks, it's been more women's matches. Um, so I think tonight, in the NXT side anyway, was more like um, just pushing forward on some storylines. So, um, you know, I think I think it'll probably be back to like it has been next week, at least on NXT. I'll know about AEW tomorrow, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think I think that's the reason for it from the WWE side. Okay. It just I, seemed like, yeah, they're, they're just setting up because Regal made a huge announcement tonight. Um, if we can get to that, but uh, well, I Kyle, think I do. I know you didn't watch AEW, but I do want to tell you that uh, Sammy Guevara made his return tonight. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know watching it that that uh, what they call Pentago was Sammy? Sir, Sir Pentago. Uh, I, I knew the very second he. Had yeah. Been. I can tell he, by the way he wrestles. He 100% when he went to the top rope, I was just like, okay, all of my thoughts that it's him is confirmed before he mm-hmm. even took the mask off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I'm glad to see him back, though. That's for sure. I mean, and then really nothing else. I mean, Dark Order tried to recruit. Um, they really need to go somewhere with this storyline. It's just, I don't know. I, you know, you still got the whole Cole Cabana, is he in, is he not in thing. Well, he was there on the stage with them. He's there, but he looks like a lost puppy. He just he looks so stupid. Like, nothing ha- nothing happened with the storyline. Still, that's still up in the air. And then now you got them stalking Hangman Page. All right, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll join the Dark Order right now. So. <laughs> well, they get, just, go to the website. All you got to do is just fill out the form on the site. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already just considered done at this point. <laughs> I think I would, too, actually. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't even be a question. Dude, have you no. have you guys have you guys been watching the uh, BTE segments they've been doing on there? I haven't. I've been very behind. No. Oh my god! If they, I, I swear to God, the BTE segments are hilarious. The Dark Order and Brody Lee, like he gets to be himself now and just un, unleash him, you know, cursing up a storm, just <laughs> totally bitching out his his you know cronies, his his fucking minions on BTE is hilarious what what they try and do. And I feel like if they would do that on Dynamite, they would get over even like ten times as much as they're doing right now. If they would do the com if they would turn it into like a comedy bit that they have on BTE. Go okay. watch it on go I watch mean. them on BTE and then watch them on, on Dynamite and you're talking about two totally different fucking types of people, like storylines, everything is completely two different directions. With, with the same people, and it's just kind of crazy to me. I definitely have to catch up, so. Oh, yeah, you um, definitely have to watch the latest one. But, Please, the, but both of y'all watch it. Tonight, uh, it was a, a Dark Order trying to recruit a uh, page, but also you still have that o- Omega page tension in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. uh, there was that, and then... Yeah, they had they had tension on BTE between each other too because Omega was like, "What are you doing drinking beer with FTR?" And you know, in the middle of the match or whatever. Um, and they, you know, he was like, "Why why are you hanging out with them? They dump beer on my head, all this shit." So that you know, they were building the tension up on BTE as well between them. Yeah, I mean, that's this is a storyline that's been going on since sheesh, I don't even know how long now. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, and it kind of you know kind of died down a little bit but they're starting to build it back up again you're starting to notice it appearing more on a weekly basis now more on dynamite and and more on bte so you know you just kind of keep an eye out for it because it did die down a little bit a few well, like about two or three weeks it wasn't nothing was happening but then it started picking back up again i think that thinking. wrestling overall and if i'm wrong kyle tell me because you've been more watching the wwe side of things um wrestling overall kind of hit a low this year uh, with everything going on, not intentionally, but a lot of storylines were cut and chopped and put on hold and they backtracked and they changed yes. everything on the spot. You know, I think yes. due but to everything get going into, on. Yeah. When we get into NXT and the raw and extreme, whatever the hell the shit show <laughs> at the extreme rules or whatever, show. um, I, I actually really enjoyed that. There are some that have taken this fanless era and have essentially redefined their careers. 
Okay. Um, and, you know, I feel, so yeah, I watch NXT and I'll, I'll watch AEW tomorrow. Um, but it's like, I feel more so, and this is hard to say, painful for me to say, I, I feel like the WWE superstars, um, the ones that I'll be mentioning, have really thrived better than, um, overall as a whole, I think AEW's done a lot better with this era, but the individuals that have stood out in WWE, in my opinion, stand out more than the ones in AEW that have really taken it to the next level mm-hmm. during this well, you know, empty arena nonsense. I mean, uh, there was really nothing else on AEW that happened. I mean, Orange Cassidy right. walks out and runs off the entire inner circle by just being a human by just existing yeah so we can jump right into nxt and you can tell us how that was so nxt was pretty good keith lee relinquished the north american title so there goes that conversation that we had last week Mm. about you know is he gonna do double duty whatever um they they the way they played it off they made it seem like he was very um kind of just looking out for himself with it so i don't really know what the whole angle is with that it was it was interesting to say the least so William Regal announced a series of triple threat matches which triple threat matches suck mm-hmm. um to have built up to a ladder match at NXT TakeOver 30 for the North American title which is pretty freaking cool um Thick Boy won tonight in the first one so that, that'll be cool that's happening in August NXT TakeOver 30 it's pretty crazy that they've had is that what they're naming it yeah. Okay. So far, that's what Triple H set out on uh, on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, the uh, the whole show seemed like a just realignment. Like that was the word I was looking for before. So getting pieces in play for future stories. So that was cool. I think uh, you know Keith Lee was off tonight. Outside of his uh, his promo was remote when he did the uh, relinquishing of the title, so he wasn't there. And um, so I think, you know, things are in place now. You have a a tournament of sorts happening for that title, which I think is pretty freaking cool. And it's going to have a really nice build up. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this Dexter Loomis dude. Um, They, 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 you know, they're out to make him look like an unstoppable force. I think he looks like if Ryback and Goldberg had a baby and it became a 70s porn star, that would be uh, Dexter Loomis. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I need to check. Like literally, you just saying that, I'm like interested right him. now. You haven't seen him before. Look him up no. right now. Dexter no. Lewis, I, Twitter. I have. If Ryback and Goldberg had a kid. Just watch and his. And he was entrance. a '70s porn star. That's all you have Dexter to do. Just watch Lewis. his entrance. You'll get the whole vibe. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. He looks like a super trooper on steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy. Shasi Blackheart got her revenge on Aaliyah. Mercedes Martinez joined the Robert Stone brand, which I thought was pretty interesting. Oh. So, yeah, Shasi's like right in the middle of that. So I'm kind of excited to see where that goes and see. So if, they're really they're really pushing the new women, huh? Yeah, they are. So I really, I they are, and I think it's pretty cool. Shasi, I'm a huge fan of. Shotzi. I think she's uh, very entertaining. She's got she's got a lot of skill, and she's definitely getting a push right now. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if any women step up with her 
because you know Mercedes Martinez is touted as like a unstoppable badass, whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where this one goes. But they they've definitely put a stake in the ground right now um, with Shotzi, and they're like, you know, let's see see where this goes. So that was the only women's match tonight. The uh, triple threat was a lot of fun. It was uh, Bronson Reed, Roderick Strong, and Johnny Gargano. Uh, Bronson won the match. It was pretty good. And then the main event was uh, Oni Lorkin and what's his ass, um, Tim Thatcher. That was kind of like, kind of like a throwaway. But the That's announcements were huge. Yeah. What's the yeah. other Triple Threat matches that are setting up? So Bronson Reed's in it, and the first man in the ladder match for the title. Yeah. North America. So, okay. Um, unless I missed it, I didn't see any official announcements for the next batch of Triple Threat matches. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, unless I zoned out or something, but I, I don't think I did. <laughs> I took notes, and I'm like, I, no, I think, I, yeah, they didn't really hit on it. So it kind of, it all just happened. or they, they made it seem like it was so urgent, you know what I mean, and like just happening kind of deal, you know what I mean? Like, so that that's how, that's how they played it off tonight. I would assume next week we'll probably have um, one more of the triple threats and then with an announcement of who the... Uh, other one will be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you need to look up Dr. Loomis immediately. I did. I did look him up. Um, and Cross and God, what the hell is Dijakovic? Whatever. Did I say it right that time? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was Dijak. Right. Yeah. He was originally Dijak and then yeah. went away, got injured, and came back as Dijakovic. So. Yep. Okay. I remember that. So their 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 rivalry is heating up, and that's gonna be I think that's gonna be pretty good for sure. You're I think that you're be. referring to Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. No 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 sorry Dijakovic and Cross. Oh okay okay yeah. I just saw a picture on Twitter and like he was like choking out Cross was choking out Dijakovic and Keith Lee was standing ringside watching or something. I didn't quite understand what was going on, but I figured he was something was going on between those three. So, yeah, not yet. Sure, it will be though. Is that what was happening though? Like, why? Why did I see that picture? I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. So they just so it's Dijakovic and Cross right now. Mm-hmm. So okay, so it probably he's you know using. Dijakovic has a stepping stone to get to Lee. Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I did look up Dexter Loomis. Yes. Verifying he has the sleeve tattoos on both arms and he has a mustache. Yep. And it looks him. like it's like stuck to his face. Like he didn't grow it. It just showed up like like something crawled on his face. And decided uh, to stay there. That's what it looks like. I can see what you said. The- you like his old serial killer vibe? It's very strange. Mm-hmm. He has a serial killer? Okay, hold on. Now I'm intrigued. You can't tell. Oh, you're not I love to- serial killers. You're not even listening. Yeah, you have to listen to the entrance and everything. Like, Well, wait. It's, hold it's- on. That sounded bad. I love learning about <laughs> serial killers, the psychology. I don't. Love anyway. Okay, anyway. 
go on. Well, I mean, it's just he's got this creepy ass music. It sounds like Stranger Things. Like his music is very Stranger Things. That's just the like the low end synth on the keyboard. Um, and that's all he walks out to is just that complete silence and just that. And then like when he he slowly walks into the ring and then he, he starts crawling, but he crawls using his fists, kind of like. But he like crawls. A, well, it's like a it's like a it's it's, it's like I, I want to say it's like a paralyzed puppy. <laughs> like his his back leg, he doesn't use his back legs. He just crawls with his front arms and it's just his fists. But he that's how he like traverses across the ring. Okay, I really need to um. I need to check this out, Kyle, don't I? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's it's something. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll check him out. I'm going to write him down that I need to check out his entrance. Okay. I did see this segment on NXT, and it, it freaked me out. I was like, why are they? So remember when he was, when he was fighting with Roderick Strong? And Roger Strong was like seeing visions of him. Who are you talking to? Because I haven't watched. <laughs> no, I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking to Kyle because he's watched NXT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, 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 the undisputed era was in the ring, and we're watching them cut a promo, and then all of a sudden they show us the viewer Dexter Loomis at the at ringside, and then they show. Roger Strong saying, guys, guys, he's right there. He's right there. I swear to God. And so the Undisputed Era turns around. The camera view, which is for us again, shows where Dexter Loomis was standing, but he's not there anymore. And then it shows Undisputed Era thinking Roger Strong is going insane. But they're, they're showing us his vision of Dexter Loomis at the same time. So it's like they're telling us we're insane, too, along with Roger Strong. Like. I don't, I, I didn't get it. I, I didn't, it didn't, didn't, I don't know, kind of weird uh, shit uh, to me. And then, and then like later on, he was like behind the door, but you don't know if he was there or if it was real or not. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Strange shit. That has yeah. a little intrigue though. What the fuck was that noise? Um. So I don't know why that, that, that picture that you were talking about, about Keith Lee, because he did check on Dijakovic tonight. Um, yeah, Cross. Cross got his hands on Dijakovic tonight. I can't say that fucking name. Dijak. <laughs> call him Dijak. We could call him Dominic, right? Is it his first name? Yeah, Dominic. Dominic, because that works. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's. I don't know. I. They're definitely building up the title shot for Cross for sure. But I don't. I don't know. You could, because didn't uh, they show Cross like laughing up in the Raptors when uh, when yep. Lee won the champ, the double championship time? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. So. Yeah, yeah, he didn't give a shit about Keith Lee as the champion. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was NXT. Yeah. I really can't believe they put the Thatcher match as a main event. They're trying to push him, huh? I don't even know what they're doing. Can we talk about the eye for an eye match? Because I've been dying oh, to talk God. about it. Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. So Extreme Rules was Sunday, and I did my best 
to watch it, which I did. And and then I messed up at some point and I I uh I went to live and when I actually went to watch it live, um the show was over and I just saw the end of the whoever was in the swamp. Um anyway, I didn't see I didn't see that match. But Kyle, you did, right? Um swamp match yeah the swamp match um but i did watch the eye for an eye match and like i said what a weird stipulation it was terrible the whole match had me cringing and i did watch with a also non-wrestling fan who at the end told me like i was actually interested in that match and i said what the fuck you were uh (laughs) but yeah, so Seth did an okay job. He did a really good job. I'm not going to say okay. He did a really good job of making it seem like, oh, shit, I really took Rey Mysterio's eye out. What did he do? That I didn't watch shit. I didn't watch any of that. So he, what did he do to, to take his eye out? What what was done? What did he do, Kyle? He, like, slammed him into the the stairs? Yeah, he drove his eye into the stairs. The yeah. corner of the steps, like they, he's done a hundred times. Okay. Yeah, but when Ray is holding, you kind of almost—it looks like you could see an eyeball coming out of his mask. If you look closely between his hand, it almost looks like that. And then you see, um, <clears throat> you you see, uh, what's his face? It's uh, Seth go throw up. Like, oh shit, what did I do? Um. So, so, so Ray had a fake eyeball. Yeah. A little plastic eyeball. I'm gonna assume it was a fake eyeball. Somebody, somebody was saying it looked like a pokeball. It was. It looked like one of those um. One like of those little suckers. plastic keychains or suckers. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. But I think Seth did a good job of making it seem real. I couldn't watch some parts of it. It was very cringe. I don't like things going in my eyes. So I heard me. that I heard that uh, Vince McMahon actually, like in the last hour before the show aired, ended up cutting that scene out because there was supposed to be it's supposed to be way more graphic. Like it was supposed to be like hanging off of his face and stuff, like the the fake eye. It was supposed to be hanging all out of his mask, like and dangling in front of his face and stuff. But Vince said it was too, it was too much. Yeah, that would have been too much, and I probably would have thrown up right along with Seth. Um, that I mean, the show would, have, from what I saw, was okay. Uh, that was the match I was looking forward to watching, and um. Like I said, such a weird stipulation, but it had me intrigued to see what was going to happen. And I really didn't think that someone's eyeball was going to fucking come out of their head. <laughs> but, hey, uh, they, you know, they can't show blood on WWE as far as I know. But, you know, your eye can hang out, I guess. Uh, okay, whatever. So yeah, well, uh, any, other, any, other, any other matches were worth a shit on that pay-per-view? I think the Swamp match, right, Kyle? Yeah, the Swamp match was awesome. The Swamp match was so freaking cool. Um, Is Alexa you know, Bliss' sister Abigail now? 
No, I hope to God. I mean, I would love it, but I mean, to me, that was just the mind game. I don't think she's Sister Abigail. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think they ruined any opportunity of having an actual sister. I'd be, I think it'd be cool as shit. I mean, we'll know in a day and a half, right? So, um, I thought that was cool though, because these what Team Big Little or Team Little Big, whatever they were back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all it was. But yeah. I don't know though, just because of how she was dressed and kind of played it like um, she's going to be a bigger part of. Braun, whether he wants her to or not, <laughs> so she, she could very well be. I mean, um, I think a lot of it is, like, Nikki Cross has proven herself as a competitor, and she's the only one on SmackDown that can really hang with um, the just in-your-face, thousand miles per hour promos and action that Sasha and Bailey are giving right now, and I think, you know, Cross and Bliss, they're not going to have the titles again anytime soon. So who knows? Maybe let Nikki keep working as a singles competitor and do this with Alexa. I think it'd be cool, but I also don't think they're creative enough to um, actually do that. Yeah. I thought I thought the pay-per-view was it was a lot of fun, actually, to watch. The Swamp Match was cool. The Fiend is officially back and reigns supreme. So I thought I literally thought WWE just said screw the fiend. Um, so wait, did he win you know, the championship? Well, who knows? He drugged Bra- Braun, so he, you know he was the eater of worlds. Bray drugged Braun into the swamp and uh, comes back out as the fiend. So I don't, I don't know. That's I don't, how the match ended. Yeah. So, but first they the, they what threw. Was the, what was the regulation? What was the stipulation? First man a, to be dunked into the swamp? No, it was just a swamp fight. It was a cinematic swamp fight. So who knows? Nobody knows. I mean, there was no a fire pin, No, there was no, no match. No, Braun is gone. Match. It was just a... <laughs> he's in the swamp. I mean, if he's dead, I think he lost the championship. Well, I don't know. Um, Unless he's one of those guys that can hold the his fu- no one knows. for like 17 minutes. No one knows. No one knows that. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. So, the, but the, this could be very See, interesting. That's the kind of shit that pisses me off, though. Like, you, you, you say it's going to be a match. When you say a match, I, I, I think it's, you know, an actual match. Well, no, stop. They, they advertised it as a swamp fight. They didn't advertise it as a match. And the Boneyard match wasn't a match, and it was advertised as a match. It was a fucking match. match. It was a buried oh. alive match. It wasn't a match. They did, barely did any wrestling moves. Yeah. It was it, still a match. It the, was there still, was. It, it still meant something. There was no. The, so did. I mean, there was still no difference in the swamp fight, in my opinion. I mean, it was for the title, so I would assume the fact that Braun well, didn't. What, have, what was for the title? The match. <laughs> How do they win the Jesus title? Christ. Listen, it's WWE. It's Don't make sense of it. Like you just gotta wait and find out. Like we, who, who, I think the who gives a shit, right? I mean, Braun wasn't there when the credits rolled, so he obviously lost. Right. <laughs> okay, so the so the Fiend should be the champion. Then. That's what we would think, but it's WWE. So let's wait and find out. What are they on SmackDown, Kyle? Yeah, we'll have a Firefly Funhouse, I'm sure. 
So we'll find out on Friday. If you're that interested, Chris, I suggest you watch SmackDown. I'm really not going to <laughs> at all. You feel so strongly about it. When um, you say it's going to, you know, a title match and then listen, it's not a match. Regardless. Listen. I, I mean, like, it's regardless. Day, like, it, it was a swamp fight and they fought in a swamp. So it was as advertised. It's weird. It's awkward. It's cinematic. And it made zero sense. The same way John Cena and Bray Wyatt was not a fucking match, but it was good. It wasn't a fucking match. And it wasn't the most entertaining spot on the show either. No. So we, you know, we're just taking what we can get from WWE. So my my, my favorite match of that show was actually Ziggler and McIntyre. Ziggler and McIntyre. Yep, I love I that I actually match. think I missed that one. Didn't Bray Wyatt pin John Cena in that match? It don't fucking matter. All yes, it, it was fucking a, matters. I'm all trying to move was, on here. All it was about, all it was about was the fact that Bray Wyatt was getting in John Cena's fucking head. That's what the whole entire thing was. Who pinned who don't matter. Because all you're going to remember is Bray Wyatt was inside John Cena's head. That was the purpose of that. Why? No, all all I, I remember is how glorious John Cena looked in NWO gear. That's and all that, I remember. Shit. And that was the best too. thing. Okay. That was memes for days. But all that's right. all. It wasn't, there was no fuck memes fuck about yeah, John who, Cena again. I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? Because the moment yep, What's-His-Tits comes back, so. What's-His-Ass, uh, Roman Reigns... <laughs> Rain. Doesn't oh, matter yeah, who, totally. the, who the who the champion is, he's gonna have it. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I but mean, I would it's... like to say this before we move forward. I would like to say this. Since John Cena stopped wrestling full time, WWE has really, really sucked. I'm sorry. I mean, everybody. I never was a John Cena sucks well, person. Let, let me. Uh, let, so a lot of people feel that way, but. So it's kind of like what I said earlier, how the superstars that are really taking what's happening right now in the world and they're redefining their whole whole damn career. I don't think people are taking the time to really appreciate what they're doing. Um, so, you know, I've been talking about it for weeks, like Bailey and Sasha, for example. Now, I don't think they should split up anytime soon because they are gold on TV. The person on Raw who I think has taken this era and taking it to having the best year of their career in a long time is Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's legit early two thousands legend killer again. He's doing whatever the fuck he wants to do and it's working and it's awesome. Um, I get the whole John Cena thing, but you got to think to yourself too, how would it be uh, to me, you know, leading up to WrestleMania um, anytime John Cena was on a show or on the mic or whatever, there was no audience. It was very awkward. It was very weird to me. Um, not saying anything bad about the guy, you know, I'm, I, I really appreciate what John Cena's done, but I think if you look at the totality of things, um, it's not that bad. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> it, it could be worse. Now they do get lazy when a pay-per-view is coming. They do get incredibly lazy a week or two before with Raw and SmackDown. Um, that wouldn't happen 
you know, with a crowd, but uh, like they do a lot of that filler crap. Yeah. You know, where they show old matches. But at the same time, if you look at some of these stars that have just really taken it to, I mean, even Dolph Ziggler, for God's sake, like, you know, that, that guy is just anything he touches right now is just gold as well. So he's really taken it. I think I think McIntyre's doing really well with, you know, no crowd. And then you got guys like Miz and Morrison. They're terrible without a crowd. You got guys, that's just my opinion. Um, you know, the, the New Day is kind of useless without a crowd. Not to bash them, but I'm just saying their whole thing is playing up to the crowd. You know what I mean? Um, throwing pancakes and shit at people. So, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to see if John Cena was full-time, how things would be with him with the way things are right now. And that's my two cents. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think WWE is the type of company that needs that top guy. They've always had one. They need one. And they're lacking in that area right now. Um, yeah, they're not really letting it happen. Yeah, I think they could, but mm-hmm. they're not. Like there has and and it's because and I don't know. It's just because when WWE is WWE is such a well-known organization um, everywhere, there's nobody walking the face of the earth that doesn't know WWE. If you're a wrestling fan that's casual, you don't know AEW. You don't know Impact. You don't know Ring of Honor. You know WWE. When I talk to people that don't watch wrestling, they, oh, you watch WWE? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't actually. And, uh, they're like, yeah, you know, John Cena was good after Stone Cold. So they need a top guy, and they're kind of like, who the fuck is in WWE anymore? They don't know. Um, right, they, they got one. They're just not using it. Well, they're yeah. using them right now. Um, they need to push somebody to the sky. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people know who Randy Orton is, but he, he was never pushed as the top guy. So, Right. I think I think they're they're that because that's who I was alluding to. Yeah. I think that that's what they're I think that's what they're setting up right now. I I really feel very strongly about that. And he could do um, it. He could yeah, definitely do it. Yeah. Nothing against McIntyre. Nothing at all against him. Um, but I think I think Randy's the guy. And from the women's side, uh, it's it's Sasha and Bailey. Period. All day long. Um, th- th- there's just there's nobody who can touch him. Just nobody. And, you know, you looked at what happened uh, to AEW's viewership when they were on NXT. Kind of crazy, right? So, yeah. Um, I, I think they, they finally see the value in Randy Orton. Um, I think I think he's going to take that belt off of McIntyre. And sooner rather than later, and he will be the guy that keeps them going through this these weird times and then once crowds come back in about seven years mcintyre will be the champion again in seven years i mean at this point is it ever yeah i mean who knows anymore i feel the same way um was there anything else that stood out to you on extreme rules no i just thought um the whole thing was cool you know you had that weird oscar sasha ending um where Oscar went for the mist and Sasha got out of the way just in time and it sprayed the ref. Bailey took his shirt off, became the ref. Uh, Sasha got the three count. And then on Raw, Stephanie McMahon came out and announced that uh, Oscar and Sasha will be competing again next week for the title and it'll be count out, DQ, doesn't matter. 
whoever wins wins the title. Okay. So I'm sure things will get weird. I I I still feel that the original plan, and I, I could just be insane, but I do feel the original plan was for those two to split up, Bailey and Sasha. But I think they're just they're just too important to the ratings right now to split them up. That you don't have any of that weird, you know, like uh, Sasha being taken advantage of by Bailey stuff. That's kind of chilled out quite a bit mm-hmm. the past several weeks, and I think I think they're gonna whatever they had planned is probably put on the back burner for now. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna make a bold prediction and say they will not split up until Charlotte comes back. Yeah, no, I agree. And Bailey cut like after Rey Mysterio match. <laughs> I don't know if you saw her promo, but that was the funniest shit ever, where she actually looked like she was actually sad and upset for him. And uh, she ended the promo with, you know, just her shitty ass heel grin and that laugh that she had. She's like, you know, I know you lost an IRA, whatever. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and, you know, I, where my thoughts go out to you, but you're not seeing double, baby. I still have both my titles and shit. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, like, like who... The, it just it's just working you know what I mean it's just working and you know I, I think that's why this this Oscar thing and the raw title is gonna go on for a while because if those two are on raw and Smackdown good things are happening for WWE and I look forward next week Orton to keep making big moves and he's really gonna get into the mix with um, McIntyre and Ziggler they're having a rematch. I think Randy's going to have some sort of input at some point before Ziggler and McIntyre go at it again. I'm fine. I'm fine with Randy being the top guy. I mean, I think he is the guy. Yeah, he is the guy. guy. Uh, It's about time. (laughs) And, and, Uh you know, he, he will seize that. And I think like we hit on before too, you know, he's such a team player. Um, if anybody's earned it and, and he could carry it, like love him, hate him. You know, like you said, most people, uh, they, everybody knows who WWE is, but a lot of people would be able to pick out Randy Orton. You know what I mean? Who's this? Oh, it's Randy Orton. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's the guy for sure. I agree. Um, and so, I mean, that covered, they, did they completely, demolish the hacker or is that just an in and out thing i think so as it sits right now um we don't really know right that's a that's a huge missed opportunity in my opinion yeah um i thought it was being rejuvenated but doesn't look like it is and if it was mustafa ali he's on raw now so it doesn't really matter (laughs) kind of sucks because i was really intrigued by that I miss. I, I miss flickering in and out randomly on SmackDown. I kind of miss that. If there was anything worth finding out, would been who's the hacker. But um, I don't know. I guess if they pop back up eventually, that'll be cool. But we'll see. Yeah. Was there anything else from Raw or SmackDown that you found interesting or? No, just. I mean, Raw was it was good. So if you DVR'd it and hadn't watched it yet and you're up in the air, you should totally check it out. And that it was it was a it was a great episode. Seth, I mean, he did a great promo, you know, after that ridiculous match. <laughs> um, you know, he did he did a really good job. So 
I think the whole show was great. And they're, they're setting something up uh, for Randy. Like, there's, there's, I don't have a doubt in my mind something's going to happen soon. Yeah. And I, like we all say, I think we all agree. I don't know if Chris bailed on us and fell asleep. Uh, but I'm sure he'd agree, too, that he could be the top guy of WWE. Because I think we covered that last week. Um. And we were going to talk about Impact Slammiversary <laughs> with Chris. I don't know where he is, so. I'm right here. I was just resting my mouth. Okay. Um, can, can your mouth talk about the people who showed up? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a... It was a damn good pay-per-view. They really, uh, Kyle was pointing to the fact of realignment, like NXT was realigning themselves um, for this episode. But I feel like for this pay-per-view, the Slammiversary pay-per-view, they were realigning that whole company into a different direction. So they're taking Impact, who had this pay-per-view, into a whole new direction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like there was so many... Um, there was, there were so many debuts of people, you know, former WWE talent, uh, some former NJPW talent, um, they, they, they've got, uh, new storylines, new directions, totally new things they want to go into. And they were even promoting that it's, you know, a new era in their, uh, they've done this before. I'm not going to lie to you. They've, they've tried this whole, this is a new era gimmick. But I really feel like this is the, this is the time they're actually are taking advantage of the type of climate that we're in with wrestling right now and can actually take it and actually run with it and become a true player in the game. So I, I feel like what they've done on this pay-per-view was a great start to a new era in, in the direction that they're going with. Okay. And let's... So, I mean, a lot of there was a lot of old uh, WWE superstars that uh, did debut. I didn't watch it. It's just been a stressful couple weeks for me, which we'll get to that. Um, I I didn't get a chance to watch it, but you know, I had my. There's always Twitter, but I was trying to avoid Twitter for a while. So the updates on there, but you know, some friends that would. Just kind of give me updates on what's going on. And a lot of, you know, WWE, former WWE superstars, um, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gallows and Anderson, Heath, Heath Slater, Slater, EC3. Eh, um, let's the, stop um, right there. Deanna Perrazzo. EC3, you were convinced that he was going to AW. Well, he showed the goddamn logo on the uh, back of his video. But what you I'm missed not... was that he also did the same thing for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So he told everyone to kind of watch their back because he is. Um, I don't know. Maybe is he going to be and the honestly, top guy I'm... in Impact now? No, you don't know because I don't. Even, we don't even know if he's truly signed to Impact. He's he's just in impact right now. You don't know. He has to be. Uh, And also, let me point out that EC3 did an interview and uh, he kind of he did it. I don't want to say insult MJF, but he kind of was kind of like, you know, 
that MJF kind of reminds him of himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody saw that or not, Kyle. I don't know if you did or no. I Chris, though. yeah. I so if it. I could find it, I'll send it to you guys. But um, he did kind of touch on that, and uh, I don't disagree. I mean, there's a lot of familiarity no, in there. That's that's the main reason why I wanted him to go into AEW is to see that 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 no, feud, you know. It well, it yes, but no, because uh, MJF is making a name for himself in AEW. He doesn't need someone who already is like him to come in and no, take that spotlight. Not, not an not an intro, not at the points they are right now. I'm not saying like throw him in and immediately go to that feud, but that's that's like my envisionment of Future. like the culmination of like a big fucking match that would happen at All Out or some shit. Like okay. that's that's the type of match that I'd want to see that they that they should slowly build up towards, um, not immediately, but I mean you know just just a dream match in my head you know the shit talker versus shit talker extraordinaire and people love to hate them or love them both you know it, so it's like the perfect storm. Can I uh can I can I fix a fuck up of mine real quick? Okay, what happened? So it, it involves NXT. So, as you guys know, I like to record at least 30 to 45 minutes before I start watching them shits because commercials just fill me with rage. Yeah. Um, so, I didn't fast forward through a lot of commercials because I'm just, my brain isn't working. Um, Chris, I just watched this. Uh, Dijak and Cross went at it tonight. That's where that picture came from, Keith Lee. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Cr- I thought. Uh, yeah, Cross beat the shit. Out of Dijakovic. Yeah, and he was. Like I, I apparently can't tell time or handle a DVR, so um, <laughs> that's my bad. So that was the actual. I thought it was over, so I turned oh. it off and I'm like, "Hey, let's go." And then it's not because I went to delete it and it showed that there's still more left. I'm like, "Wait, what?" So I just, yeah, okay. So I'm an idiot. I apologize. Sorry. You're not an idiot, and that's okay. It was a good match, though. It was a good beatdown. I guess is the way to describe it. Not a match. <laughs> And uh, a nice stare down between Lee and Cross too. Yeah, that, that's what I that's what I saw. I saw Lee. Yes, that, that's on my the bad. Ringside looking at him while he was choking out Dijakovic. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So like, they've had a lot of back to impact. They had a lot of WWE stars show up, but I, I really, I really think that they're actually going to a new direction and they're actually going to take charge with it and make some big changes because they had a lot of hits they took a lot of hits a lot of people left you know mm-hmm. yeah they were they were just left by the wayside for a long time and then you know a lot of shit for down with the indies and covid and everything and and this this could be their one opportunity to kind of you know Get the while the climate is still low with with all the fans, just get some get as many eyes on the product right now as they can. I agree. With the with the with the you know the people they they got now. So I'm really glad that everybody didn't just jump ship to AEW. I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know if they just didn't want to or AEW was just like no. But I'm just really glad because this gives Impact more life, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great point. Great point. You know, I, totally I th- agree. Yeah, I think good. Like I 
yep. good for impact and if that gives us more opportunity to watch wrestling and shows then i'm all for it mm-hmm. i let's, agree let's go i'm ready yeah i start always watching impact, impact again yeah I've, I've always enjoyed impact um yeah chris like chris said they, they've taken some huge hits <laughs> for one reason or another yeah. um you know so and and i heard the slam anniversary was just incredible too so which is good now like you're yeah. getting back in business and um Next, let's get Flip Gordon back in the Ring of Honor. I'm ready yeah, for that. Ring of Honor still has made no statement of when they're gonna like start back up or anything. Uh, I think they may have, and I missed it, but I don't want to say if they did or not. Um, the only thing I know, and I've been behind, and the only the only way I really keep up with Ring of Honor lately is when Flip Gordon posts something. I know mm-hmm. he he signed a a contract for multi year with them multi-year deal that's all i know so uh, mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to go back and check that out and see and um my subscription ran out so i gotta go you know get that back again um but yeah i mean i think that covers everything in wrestling yes it was a uh exciting week i guess it wrestling. was it has been yeah i mean we had a lot <laughs> yeah Extreme Rules is fun. If you have a WWE Network subscription, check it out. Um, it's it was a fun card for sure. I agree. I did I did take some time to watch it. Like I said, I missed a couple matches because mm-hmm. the damn TV screwed up. But I actually went back and have been watching Attitude Era Raws. Jesus. Nostalgia <laughs> times a thousand. Like. Oh my god, I watched 99. That's what I've been watching. And it actually has been helping me relieve stress. I put it on at night. It helps me fall asleep. Just like when I was young and I would put it on and I can't make it till I don't remember what time it was on until back then. I couldn't make it until the end. So I mm-hmm. would fall asleep because I was younger. Um, and I feel the same way. And I have been under a lot of stress lately for multiple reasons. And I took to spending money obnoxiously, almost like a retail therapy, I guess you would call it. Mm. But that's not good. No, I'm not rich. So (laughs) that's not a good thing. But uh, I found myself in really like really bad stress. And when I get really, really stressed out like that, I tend to overbuy things and shit I don't need, shit I don't, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want it, but, you know, like, I'll just go on a spending spree mm-hmm. and it's, it's not good. Um, so I, I did kind of throw up a post to say, like, what does everybody else do to relieve stress? And um, I know, Kyle, you said the gym. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I think that's a great way for some people. Me, a, a, I mean, I would love to, but I think I think it. I need like a personal trainer at this point because I forgot how to even like. I walk up the stairs. I've been so lazy lately. Um, <laughs> like that's my exercise, literally. And I'm out of breath by the time I get up there. So I need to get my ass back in shape. Um, I haven't even stretched in so long, but. I mean, Chris, what do you do to relieve stress? 
kind of on the same boat as a uh, Kyle, uh, except I don't go to the gym. Um, I have a like my catio area. I have a um, a weight set inside of there. With with go. the cats? Yeah. Okay. They don't like climb on you. <laughs> no, I mean they do, but I just cat cat workouts, cat yoga, whatever. <laughs> Kind of like that goat yoga stuff, which is yeah. shocking, mind-blowingly dumb, but... Except you get scratched a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I just do workouts out the outside. Um, I just go take the dogs for a walk. Uh, I like to light incense up from time to time. Does that help? To me, it does. I like to... You know, some people are... Their brains are wired when they smell certain types of smells. It just, you know, makes them think of things that make them happy and that kind of thing. So I think it works for me. Okay. But music is the ultimate the ultimate uh, thing that, that makes me relaxed. Uh, I definitely would agree with that, except I'm in excessive stress. Uh, so music, well, I'm with your typical average stress... Um, it definitely is. That's my go-to, but I'm ex- I excessively stressed out for some reason. And music doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah, it, I mean, it helps, level. but like then I I I go I take it a step further, and I'm like I have almost like that addiction therapy, like therapy, where it's like and it's not like smoking or because I quit that, and it's not drugs because I quit that and it's not drinking because I quit that so I go to the next thing which is uh-huh. excessively spending money and I caught myself and I kind of like pulled back a little bit which is good um but I I asked everybody else and my top was like you know the gym actually Kyle said um yoga meditation smoking pot I'm going to go there because it was definitely <laughs> one of the top things. I don't know, like 100 comments. Masturbation. <laughs> this is no longer a PG, like, 14 podcast. Now we're going to Rated R. Uh, and I was just like, holy fucking shit. Like, <laughs> I, but at, at the same time, I guess that that's a valid for some people it is a stress reliever I guess um, for your average stressful day but I think people have a lot of good ideas people like take a walk color try this try that and uh, watch watching the old WWE show and I think somebody suggested that watching the old WWE shows the old Raws has actually been helping. Has been helping you with the stress levels? or Yeah, I mean, th- well, I mean, I sleep okay, but the stress levels, I think, like, when I'm watching it, I'm de-stressing because of the nostalgia effect. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, like, back to my young self again, and I'm like, shit, miss this shit. Yeah, nostalgia is uh, yeah. powerful. It is, ugh. I didn't realize how powerful it was. Um, like 99 raw, and I'm just like mind blown that I feel like 
I remember sitting on the couch watching it and just passing out every night. <laughs> yeah, I look at I look at stress as um, it's it's an enemy and somebody or something that's always out to hurt you in some way or another. And the best way to get the best form of revenge, I guess, is success. And that that means a lot of things. And for me, um, I always say gym because when you're at the gym stressed, you're releasing a lot of, you know, endorphins and all that shit. Um, you, You can have an adrenaline dump in a safe environment, you know, so you don't go around punching walls and shit. Mm. Or doing something else like drinking or, you know, rage driving or whatever. And bettering yourself is also, in my opinion, a form of success, um, you know, being healthier or whatever. So that that's why that's my go to. And sometimes sometimes you go and it's it's, you know, you're there and you do your thing. And then more often than not, though, um, the more stressed I am, the better the workout is. And because I you're, there, I you're able, there feeling like a new person. Or is it because when you're more stressed, you're able to let out more aggression in the gym and leave it there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because, and that's, that's, that's exactly it. You can, you know, if you're at home, you're alone, you're whatever, um, where do you leave it? Where do you, where, what do you do? So you, you find a place to leave it, you take it and then you leave it and you move on. That's, that's what you got to do. And because stress will eat you alive yeah. and it'll put you in really bad spots and it'll force you to make really bad decisions. Um, and at the same time, you're bettering yourself. And it's like you said too, Maria, like, you know, you'd have to get back into it. You're out of shape, whatever. That That's just it. You know, and a lot of people get stressed out because of that. So, um, you know, you can't sit there and think that way, right? If you're going to go to a gym because then you're going to get the anxiety of these people are watching me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my, I look like an idiot and you'll never go back. Right. So, and that, that's not, that's not the, the objective. You're right. It would add more stress actually. I think like yeah. starting slow and at least stretching or something in the house mm-hmm. would help me a lot. Yes. You know, do doing or don't, you know, like, who gives a fuck about how much weight you put up? Like, you know, when I don't, I don't bench press a lot. Um, I'm, I'm a dumbbell guy for chest. I prefer dumbbells, but like when I bench press, you know, I can do my body weight eight to 10 times, but when I'm lifting, I'm, I just do a 45 pound plate on each side. So it's 135 pounds. And I just do as many reps as I can for three sets. And that's it. Like, I'm not trying to put up 300 pounds. You know, I don't care. So, I mean, who cares what weight you're putting up? Just, you know, put your headphones in and just get lost in it. Right. And that'll you, you'll you'll be amazed at how you, you literally feel the stress just go away. I wish I could lift weights. I'll get there. I because I do think that that would be actually. It's huge. I mean, yeah. just the, the scientific you know, the chemical release that your body has, um, if, if that's just what happens your first couple weeks, then at least it takes the edge off. You know I what I mean? Yeah, I, when you release those chemicals in your, in your brain and your body and those toxins and all that shit, um, you, you realize that, I, you know, I do feel better. 
And it's much better than having an addiction to anything. Like, I have an addictive personality, but I'm able to, like, pull myself out of it, I guess. And Mm. I need something more positive to be addicted to, you know? Like like that like going to the gym or or yoga or medita- meditation i'd love to learn how to meditate <laughs> well, they have a yeah lot i of, think uh, they have a lot of youtube channels dedicated to yep. yoga pilates anything like that so mm-hmm. i mean i've done that in my, i've done that before um when i was doing my like major weight loss period where i lost like 130 pounds some way, somewhere along the way, I got uh, ended up getting shin splints because I was working out too too hard and aggressively. So I had to uh, take time off and just kind of rest and heal up, and then I had to build myself back up to the to the place I was. So I started doing um, some Pilates sessions to kind of you know get myself back into the realm of the, uh, into the you know trying to build myself back up. I started doing Pilates just off of, like random YouTube channels and stuff. So. That's awesome. But they, they were they were good though. Like they weren't like, you know, you think you're just gonna do this little twelve, fifteen minute, you know, video and you don't think it's gonna do a lot because it's just, you know, this little bean pole woman telling you, you know, just breathe in, breathe you know, just stupid shit like that. But it really does there's certain ones out there that really do can help help you like really with your core exercises, your core strengthening and your complete body balance. So there's there's some out there that's pretty legit. I found I can send to you, uh, Maria, if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah, it helps you get back in control too. You know, when when you're in control of your your mind, you're you're a pretty power. You can be very powerful at that point. And uh, yeah, that that's that's awesome, Chris. I mean, that's a great point out too. I mean, you know, you can you can find anything you need. You know, with just doing a basic google search whatever there's so many resources out there yep youtube is the gateway to the world (laughs) yes it is but i do listen to asmr which is very relaxing at night which some people find weird i don't know if you've ever heard of it even Mm -hmm. you you have yeah yeah, I think it depends on what it is. Somebody's sitting there chomping on a pickle. I'm not going to sit there and <laughs> listen to that no. shit. <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend who, um, like, goes to sleep with the sound of babies crying. Oh, my fuck. What? Yeah, like, do, like, do they daddy? have babies? No. Or are no. they are like practicing to how to ignore them? <laughs> no, they, tra- they travel a lot. And they're like, every time I'm on a plane, if there's a baby crying, I, I can sleep the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, but you know what? I'm non-judgmental because everybody has their quirk, you know? Mm-hmm. So if that works for them, then okay. If that shit gets under my skin. Like, I did the baby thing. I'm glad my son is old enough now to not be crying. Don't get me wrong. Like, when my niece cries or something, I'm there to, you know, take care of her. But I couldn't fucking fall asleep. She's mm-hmm. crying. No, fuck, I'd no, be awake I, all night. Yeah, no. I, I, I was crazy. genuinely shocked when he told me that. I was like, that is the sound. That's well, the first sound of all, you chose. I, I have to be medically sedated 
if a flight is more than an hour and a half because yeah, I'm a basket too. case. I do not. <laughs> I do not uh, like being on a plane. I, I just I just don't. It's it, it, it's it's great that you can get places fast, but um, with uh, you know the the damn security and the 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 bullshit and all the stuff to take you got to get to the airport like 19 hours before your flight yeah. so you can make it through the damn checkpoint. Uh, God forbid you, you're thirsty or hungry, that's 150 dollars. You know, it's like it. It's just it's, it's a shit. Stressful. I'd rather drive. I mean, it, yeah. if you know, like from where I'm at, it takes 48 hours to drive to California. I would rather just add an extra eight days to my off time and drive than go, you know, to a damn fly to, you know, 17 different airports. <laughs> I just there's no way. There's just no way in hell. Well, I'll tell you this: if I ever got a long distance boo, okay. I'll fucking get on that plane to go see them, no matter how far it is, because I want to see them. I'm just going to yeah, say that. Yeah, when I saw my organ boo, um, I would have to <laughs> sleep and, like, be awoken by the flight attendants. <laughs> and I told her, I'm like, I'm going to need, like, help to the car. But see, you did it. Be- yeah, but you did it, right? Like, you were <laughs> like, this person's fucking worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that I think that would be... I love... The idea of traveling, I think I'm scared to, but hey, we've talked about the long distances before, and I'll tell you what, if I ever got into one and that person becomes worth it, I am on that plane every fucking weekend if I have to be. Yeah, it was totally. The cool thing is when you sleep through it like that, though, you don't have to jet lag. Yeah. Yeah. If you could sleep. So like the next day, I'd be fucking ready to go, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So you could sleep in public. If I'm on drugs, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, might have to take like a Xanax or something to get on the plane, but um, I, don't, I have a hard time sleeping in public places. I don't trust anybody, so. No, I don't either. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I sleep I would get. Um, but yeah, somebody worth it, I would go. Other than that, I mean, eh. I do want to travel now that my son's older. It is cool to travel, but yeah, God, it's, it's a pain in the ass. So yeah, I I I I'm back and forth on that right now. Now is not the time. Well, not no now. It's, <laughs> it's really like awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome to think about. It it, it is to it is totally worth it though. Yeah, I gotta get there. Bora Bora is calling my name. Maybe that's why I'm stressed out. I need to get away and go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I took today and the rest of the week off, and I already feel better. Ooh. It's been a year since I've taken days off. Go you. Good. Relax and enjoy it. It's been nice. <laughs> well, I mean. Uh, what's the place you wanted to go to, Carl? Uh, your, uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah, you got to say. Is that your trip right now? You I mean, that, that's all I'm week? thinking about. That might be a long flight, though. <laughs> oh, I would, I would be on drugs for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, come prepared for that trip. Now, when you say drugs, you mean prescription? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I always see my doctor a week before I, if I have a long flight, so she can hook me up. Yeah, and they do because it, it, it well, is yeah. anxiety ridden for people. 
Oh yeah, she, description she knows until me. he arrives at Amsterdam. Yeah, right. And and then it's all then it's all just fair game. Yeah. And then you <laughs> drop it in the bowl with the hostel yeah, when anybody wants it gets it. <laughs> huh. I don't know. I might have to go to Amsterdam with you. I need to get the fuck out of here. Any hookers and drugs. <sighs> I'll start with Bora Bora. That'll be nice. What's your um? What sounds do you um listen to for your ASMR stuff, Maria? Um, I just have really one girl, the gentle whispering girl. She does all different stuff. I don't like chewing the shit, but uh, that's like my pet peeve when people chew. Mm-hmm. And she just she doesn't do that a lot, so that's why I like her. You know, she just like nice and uh calm, relaxing voice tone. And I'll tell you what, Cardi B did. And it blew my mind because she can be very loud uh, in a good way. I like her. But she did an ASMR for W Magazine. She did an ASMR interview. And uh, she watches ASMR. And she fucking did a fantastic job. So there was a good, like, I want to say two months that that was my go-to. That would help me fall asleep. Hmm. But uh, the majority of people in my in my life, in my real life, um, they find it weird. They think it's weird that I, I watch. They, what the fuck is, it, is this? But just because it's new. It's the new. new they, trend. they don't understand it. It doesn't do anything for them. Um, I don't know. They they make fun of me, but I'm used to being made fun of. So it doesn't do anything for them because they never tried it. No, they did try. I made them try it. Made they, them. I made them. And they sat just, at their bedside and forced them. I put it on and put the plugs in their ears and said, listen to this. And they were like, what the fuck is this? And started laughing. But some people don't want to accept it either. So that's on them. I don't, I don't care. I'm like, this helps me fall asleep. And I really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Make fun of me all you want. I'm me. I don't give a fuck. I like it. <laughs> that's it. Mm. But that, that's all I have to say for this episode. I ended it on stress relief. Um, I didn't need to be told that masturbation was a stress reliever. That's a given, I guess. Growing up, you learn that. <laughs> but people had to put their two cents in. Um, I can't say that was the weirdest thing anyone said. So it was just one of the top things. Facts of life. And I guess we can call it a night with ending on that weird note. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good idea. So that's it for episode nine. So next week is episode 10. Jesus. Right. Big deal. What are, like, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about what, what we maybe we do? should do. I don't know. There's plenty of messages from I've been getting to do video, YouTube, something. They want to see us. So we can we could talk about that later in the week. Um, cause I don't know anything about that shit, but 
I can still convert that to audio. Yeah. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe something special. I don't know. Try and get something planned. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at three count life number three. And um, yeah, if you want to drop your handles, you can. I'm not dropping mine. I'm not either. I think I think follow the podcast. If you follow the podcast, I'm sure you can find those guys. Yeah, yeah. that's what we want. <laughs> yep. All right. So see you next week. See you next week. See you.